This week we continue on with part two of our episode with special guest reviewer Ryan Munro for The Cat Empire. We hope you enjoy it. So the next album we have for you tonight is King Cruel's A Man Alive album. Arik, I'm going to get you to intro it. Thanks, Was. So, King Cruel, um, Archie Ivan Marshall, born 24th of August 1994, also known by his stage name as King Cruel, a.k.a. Edgar the Beatmaker, is an English singer-songwriter, rapper, record producer and musician. He began recording music in 2010 under the moniker Zoo Kid. Gee, there's about four monikers already. Um, the following year, he adapted his <laughs> present name. He's released several EPs and his debut full-length album, Six Feet Beneath the Moon, which was released in 2013. To positive critical reception, his third album, The Ooze, was released on October 13th, 2017, and his fourth album, Man Alive, was released on February 21st, 2020, both to further critical acclaim. His music blends elements of punk, jazz with hip-hop, dark wave, and trip-hop. King Cruel. Well, uh, who wants to go first? I'll take it. Go for it. it. Yeah. Like... This album sounds to me like the day after a three-day bender. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what I was getting. <laughs> no? I, I, oh, mate. Yeah, oh. yeah. I wouldn't know. I, I don't know what even happened on the bender. I think I think it's three days after the three-day bender. It's like when you're like fucking realizing what actually happened. Guys, yeah. I'm so it's, relieved because I was listening to this just thinking, what? I, is this good? I don't even... What? What's going on? No, I, yeah. So like it started like it started with that industrial Joy Division esque beat, and I'm thinking like she's lost control kind of drums, and mm-hmm. then he hits with the lyrics. There's a television speaking to me. There's a French girl on my television, and she's crying. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I don't know what this guy's on, but I'm buying it. And like within that first minute, I knew this was going to be like one of those over the top art wank wave albums and i wanted to like bite myself off a big piece of it and wallow in it so Mm, after mm, like mm. after a minute i'm thinking to myself you better not fucking let me down with this album because like you've started like (laughs) like it's on fire (laughs) yeah yeah, and i'm totally happy like it's it's i was in and it's like a hundred percent vibe and attitude and i loved it so like i i can see this album as being like like an anthem and like an anthem album for like the left of cool indie kids, you know, you know who the kids are like, you know, you probably have a conversation with them and they'll be like, dude, like you don't understand music. Like, mm-hmm. like this album is music. Like this is art. This is the future. Oh, well, yeah. I just want to say to these cool indie kids, Eric, yep. I agree with you. This is a really interesting album. Um, like musically, like I really like the juxtaposition of you know trashy drums and crunchy bass, and then you mix that with the high fidelity and the, of the synths and the guitars, and that's sort of all the rage in production circles these days, mm-hmm. and like for good reason because like it brings that sort of organic sort of sound and high production aesthetic, yeah. And like the vocals were just like spitting attitude and verse, and like it worked really well over like the sonic foundations. I thought you know it's that angular art rock, um, maybe like the shades of Morrissey and 
post-punk, post-wave scenes of like the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a lot of albums we've listened to recently, like I think you need to be in like a specific headspace to digest these songs. Like the first time I listened to this, like I was out for an early morning walk at like seven in the morning. I woke up early. I'm like, I'm going for a walk. And I was walking down the train line between Oakley and Carnegie and it's a bit industrial. And like, I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm really liking it. Like I'm seeing like this sort of post-wave utopia, concrete jungle. And then, and then, and then, and then you went today. to like a cafe and then you went to like a cafe and ordered a coffee and they're like, dude, can you step the fuck back? What's with your eyes, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come back in three days. When you Come back in three vendor. days, you freak. <laughs> so the second time I listened to it today, I was sort of thinking, what was I thinking the first time I listened to this album? Like, maybe I don't like it as much, but I'm going to go <laughs> with my first vibe, which was I liked it a lot. So the songs that I really liked, um, Cellular, that was the intro song. Mm. Like, I, it got me into the album, set it up really well and wanted me to dive into it. And the second track that followed with that, you know, fucked up vibe, you know, it was but while still being coherent, was like that um, Super, Super Marsh, was it? Super Marche? Mm, um, like this, this album wants me, makes me want to like divorce my wife, mm. move into like some sort of dive in a city share house, moving with me, man. Pot, going on benders, you know, having breakfast at Mario's every day, just being like a self-obsessed wanker, and, and I'd be fine <laughs> with it. That's what this album makes me want to do. So what's stopping That's you? That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to listen to this album a lot more, obviously. If we're okay, do that. we'll check. And back the second in a time I did weeks. listen to it, I wasn't feeling those vibes. But anyway, I'm yeah. going to throw. Who wants to take it? That's 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 my that's my thoughts on the album. I guess what uh, what's stopping you is that um, you listened to it another time and didn't get that from it. So yeah, exactly. yeah. that's right. Why don't you go for I'm it, Ryan? Over. Yeah, okay. Um, I got I got to say, was like based on like from the first comment you made, this sounds like it was made after a three day bender. I couldn't tell if that was going to be a good or bad review, but uh, <laughs> turned out to be a really good review. But we haven't heard your rating yet. No. Um, I did not really enjoy this. Yeah, um, first time I listened to it, I thought I'm going to have to come back to this. And then, um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about where you were when the first time you listened to it? Like, were you like in the park yeah. walking your like dog, or were you in sort the jungle, of like the concrete jungle? Or were you like? curled up under your doona with a, like a with a torch like reading some kind of strange horror comic or like what was the um maybe being walking under a tatooine moon yeah I think... tatooine moon wasn't <laughs> the, the 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 two moons or suns or whatever it is yeah um <laughs> i think i was just doing a jigsaw puzzle at the kitchen table and then <laughs> chucked this album work. on and i just thought this is not what i need in my life right now like <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I went back and listened to some of his earlier stuff. The track "Baby mm. Blue" was the one that Spotify threw at me first, so I had to listen to that. And I I kind of like that vibe. It's really sparse, like lots of mm, mm. somehow sad major seven chords and shitty drum machines. <laughs> it kind of sounds like mm. John Lydon playing at the end of an episode of the last series of Twin Peaks. You know the, all those bands who are on Twin Peaks? Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a really yeah. cockney working class version yeah, of that. Yeah, it's that Manchester industrial drum sound. Definitely, it's yeah. The, it's a Joy Division, New Order, um, Happy Monday sort of, you know, 
we've filtered the shit out of these drums and turned it into like a concrete yeah. working man's drum. And so I, I think later in the album, there was some stuff that reminded me of that vibe. And I, I really, I really dug that. There's uh, a track called Alone Omen 3, which segues mm -hmm. into the next one, which is called Slinky. Mm -hmm. That's all that kind of really sparse, mm -hmm. like not much going on yep. kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just really sparse Bobby. kind of drum machine in a cave kind of and a few guitar chords. I don't know. I, I, I really like that vibe, but a lot of the album was a lot more desolate. Like, um, yeah, I don't know, like really isolating, and, wasn't it? Like it felt like a fight scene in, what did I write down? Quadrophenia 2049. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I just thought the mods lost. <laughs> yeah. It's like the future kind of, mod droids versus yeah um <laughs> but yeah i don't know that's just not really what i need to hear We're right connecting now. Like with it yeah making me feel worse about you know a bad situation so yeah yeah overall i don't think i enjoyed it and um it was missing the sparseness of his earlier stuff i think there were a few overdubs where i just thought that didn't really need to be there. Like, I can't remember which track it was, but there's, you can know, I he, he's wearing producer's hat. <clears throat> Sorry. Can I write? Go ahead, Was. No, no, you go, Eric. You said, oh, I, mean, I had a Ryan. question. I mean, you know, yeah. we've talked about visual albums before and, and, and you've also mentioned that, you know, this, you're just not in the headspace for this. I'm wondering if you were to watch an episode of Friends and then watch this, would that sort of change your feeling? Or could you see Friends being soundtracked by King Cruel? <laughs> I think after listening to this album, I needed to go and watch an episode of Friends. No, Friends is too far. Like my, my kind of comic relief kind of self-medication show is New Girl. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that. But no, I'm not. Okay. No. All right. My wheelhouse. It's good. But um, I kind of need to go and, you know, listen to something positive after. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's 2020 and a lot of things are happening. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, this is this album is not really what I'm in the mood for at the moment, I guess. I find you know, it I, really interesting that Ryan likes, likes to talk about, like, one little overdub in the King Cruel album, <laughs> but he didn't really talk about the music in the Beyonce album at all. Rather yeah. He's an anomaly. Do you find guy. that interesting? It's really hard <laughs> to I, I think all, all, all I really said about the music in the Beyonce well, he, I didn't think he listened just... to the music. He watched it in silence. No. <laughs> 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 <sighs> um... Uh. Where were we? Oh yeah, just no. It, sorry, keep talking. It it could have been sparser, I guess. Like there's there's this this thing he does where he's kind of half singing, half talking the vocals, and then overdubbed. Mm. There's a really distant, like him kind of yelling the same words. Kind of, I don't know. Do, do you remember <laughs> that so happening? Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. I did, I did. No, I, I wasn't into that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Ryan, for uh, giving us that that breakdown. Um, clearly, maybe not for right now. Um, look, I'm uh, a big king. Yeah. Go ahead. You go. <laughs> no, no, that's it. I'm done. Okay. I feel bad that I led him down the wrong path with my intro comments, so I'm sorry about that, Ryan. 
Oh, I, at the time I thought, thank God you guys didn't like yeah. it either, but then I was wrong. You were nodding your head like, yes, yes, I hear that. But <laughs> it went wrong. Look, so <clears throat> for me, I, I'm, I'm a huge King Cruel fan. I've, I've, uh, my, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was the song that you mentioned, Ryan, that you got into, and this is when I get to sing on the podcast, um, but like there's like the famous song that I got into was like this like really heavy sort of like spring reverb guitar thing where he goes the same old boy the same old beat we ain't rubbing on our street and then oh, he like that is exactly what he sounds like yeah right yeah yeah so i'm i love this guy um when i first found out that he was born in 1994 i was like he's like 21 like you know when when it came out I was like this guy's 21 years old he sounds like he sounds like an like like a dude from you know who was born in the 70s i just thought this guy's so tough and then i saw he's like i saw what he looked like and he's like this complete like weedy like redhead yeah. and i was like he, he's even tougher now like he, this is a guy that will fucking like crack a bottle over your skull and and or his skull. you know or his skull and yeah that's right a full percentage alcohol, Bex Stubby. Yeah, full percent <laughs> over your yeah. head. Yeah, he might well be the Bex of modern day music. Um, so, with that said, um, and like the ooze for me was like an absolute masterpiece. So I was really excited to hear this album, and uh, I would say compared to the ooze and the album prior, not as strong. Um, uh, my summary on it was it was just that it was so so dark and it sent me into a, a really really bad place that i just don't want to be right now um and perhaps like from a point of view of like where the world's at ill times to perhaps put this out in 2020 but there might be i mean not to say that we need music that like cheers Sorry. us up but but um I, I think that this one this one's this one's really hard. This is a really hard album. Um It's a heavy drug album, man. It's a heavy drug album and it's 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 incredibly dark and dystopic. Um there I'm sure there's people out there and if you're into that sort of stuff then you will absolutely love this. Um for me, uh my favourite songs were Comet Face. I really like that song. Um Ryan, you mentioned Alone Omen Three. I love that as well. Yeah. It was interesting that um, that one clocked in as track number seven. And for me, the thing that I really enjoyed was like, I love that guitar tone. And it was the first time on the whole record, seven tracks in where an actual groove kind of kicked into gear. And it felt mm. like, man, we really yeah, need that. Sure that. We really need this groove right now because, um, well, I, when I say groove, I say like maybe more a simplistic sort of a groove, like something that, you can just sort of nod to yeah i mean track one was quite group based but yeah i i hear what you're saying it took a while to get back in just to the, just uh, to just to land somewhere and just have a have a moment to not be so stressed like i like i felt stressed the entire time i, I listened to this and um and then don't let the dragon drag on i really enjoyed that song as well um i might go to scores um yeah. for me like king cruel is an absolute badass this is not his best record if you are feeling like you want to pour you know melted, melted plastic on your eyeball as a response to COVID, then this is the record for you and i don't want to discount that in my scores because i'm sure there's a few people in that realm 
for me, I'd give it a six head turn out of ten, out of its potential head turn. What about you guys? Um, I thought, as I said before, I, w I was really struggling to work out what the reaction I should be I should be going with the the first one or the second one. And as I said before, I think I will go with the first one because there were parts of it I liked, but yeah, today I didn't really like it. It's a hard one. I've actually written a rating down here. Um, so I think I'm just going to stick with it for the time being and maybe, maybe I'll come back to it next week. Um, he never I'm does. I'm going to give this, I never do. Um, no, actually I did. I came back and re-rated. Oh, no, you did, you did, you um, did. I can't remember what the album was. Um, I'm going to give this seven head turns out of 10 on the turtle neck yellow, Spencer. Yellow ratings, turtle, yellow turtle neck Spencer. Spencer rating scale. Yes. Thank you, was Ryan. What about you? Maybe, maybe I did. Maybe it was because a groove finally came in. I guess what was that comet face through to Slinky? Like that just kind of made mm, me think. Ah, mm, mm, mm. oh, good. You know, once I got to that part of the album, but um, maybe it was the jigsaw. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I, I honestly, fifteen hundred pieces is too many don't do it it is i um, agree <laughs> but uh yeah for a rating i i was wondering how to rate this today and uh i, hope you didn't I take guess too long. on the would i ever listen to this ever again scale <laughs> i'd probably give it a, yeah. i'd probably give it a four out of ten i think okay okay that's that's still okay what, what about the sub scale there was a lot of bass in this um, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a reasonable rating just for the fact that he'd obviously used some sort of DS1 or OD, OD1 at, at times. Maybe, yeah. What, what do you reckon? Like, it's a nice crunchy bass sounds on this record. I'm, I'm looking at Ryan in the camera now and he's sort of like, going, yeah, I don't know about that. No, I'm, 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 that's wrong. I'm trying to think about how I felt about that. Oh, yeah, actually, something we didn't mention about this album is it's, I mean, people talk about the lo-fi production, but... It was no accident, you know, like there are lo-fi no. sounds, but it yeah. sounds amazing. Like it yeah. does. whoever mixed it, like put all these terrible sounding things together in an amazing way. And like the way the things kind of sneak up and build up on you in the chorus and it, it, that's really well done. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, We're, but yeah, definitely lo-fi kind of, uh, you know. Meets hi-fi. Yeah, I guess. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Midfire. I guess you're full of shit. Midfire, Midfire. that's right. Yeah. I thought the bass uh, the bass the bass sounds in particular were, were of the um of the era of, of what he was aiming at. So mm. I'm gonna give it like a I'm not gonna give it as I'm gonna give it a seven as well. Keep All the right. average good. Easy easy for the averages. So what 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 are we around the board? I don't think Ryan's going to rate it on the subscale. I don't oh, think the, the subscale. No, I, I can't remember, to be honest. Like, yeah, I think not applicable. there was a similar, like with the vocals, like y you could look at it and say, hey, he can't really sing, but it doesn't really matter, you know? <laughs> Same with the bass playing. Like, it's kind of a rejection of skill that you have to kind of have when you walk in the door when you listen to something like this, I guess. So yeah. industrial jazz hop or whatever they call it at the start. What did you call it at the start? You're, you're, uh, you're rejecting it, that. 
Right. Yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, I guess industrial jazz hop's a good, it's a basically a punk jazz with hip hop and dark wave punk and trip hop. Oh, that means you're trying to play jazz, but you can't. All is right. Punk jazz is? Keep it to yourself, well, Warren Actually, Hunter. Was I don't know you, what it you, is. Was you called it something else like wank core or something like art <laughs> wank? Art, art wave. Yeah, post art, wave. Art, post art wave. Art wank wave, I think it was. That's All a, music is that's good. <laughs> it is good. All music is good. Like, All I, music I is good. Liked it. I thought it was, it was awesome. It, just, it was just like a fuck was you a, album. That's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, it was. No, I agree. I agree. Um, look, we might we might stop it there before we um, entirely, uh, you know, find... Derail. <laughs> derail. So we're going to move things right along to our fourth album for this week. This was actually brought to the table by Ryan Monroe and we are going to be reviewing Run the Jewels. So we're back with the last album tonight, Run the Jewels, RTJ4. Run the Jewels, also known as RTJ, is an American hip-hop supergroup consisting of rapper, producer LP and rapper Killer Mike. Killer Mike was first introduced to LP in 2011. LP produced Mike's 2012 album, Rap Music, which was followed by Mike's appearance on the track Tough Cold Killer from LP's 2012 album, Cancer for Cure. When the two albums were released within weeks of each other, the two rappers decided to tour together. The success of the tour eventually led to the decision to form the group Run the Jewels. They released their self-titled debut album as a free download in 2013 to critical acclaim. This was followed by Run the Jewels 2 in 2014, Run the Jewels 3 in 2016, and RTJ4 in 2020, all of which received similar acclaim. So guys, like my my um my relationship with Run the Jewels actually links into podcasting. So there's a sort of a symbiosis in this. Um when um my favorite basketball team, um, the Philadelphia 76ers, um we, uh, when I first started getting back into basketball a few years ago, when Ben Simmons moved to the 76ers, I, I actually got hooked onto a podcast by the, um, by a couple of local dudes out of Philly called the Rights to Ricky Sanchez, um, podcast, which is actually my, I, I listened to Serial, um, but this was the first one that I got hooked on. And, um, the intro song, um, for for this podcast was actually a song by Run the Jewels, and I'm just trying to think of what it was off the top of my head. It was uh, Legend Has It off um, Run the Jewels Three. So I love that song, and that that was my introduction to Run the Jewels. I didn't know of them before that, but for the last three years, I listened to RTJ RTJ Three a number of times. And I think um, Ryan, you've suggested this album tonight, but um, was there? Do you, I'm guessing that you're a bit of a fan because you suggested it, but um. There was a big story about one of the guys being wrongly imprisoned, I seem to recall. And I remember at the time um, he was petitioned to be released and he was wrongly accused and wrongly imprisoned. And there was a big hubbub where the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers took him from prison in his private helicopter to the game to ring the bell before the match. And it was just like, I just remember thinking at the time, my God, this what is this country? This is hilarious. Um, wow. And so that's my relationship with Run the Jewels. Like I'll talk a little bit about it, but I think I might, as you know, as the person who's bought this album to us tonight, I think I might throw to you to uh, kick us off. Uh, I brought this album to the podcast because uh, 
Honestly, it's one of the few albums from this year that I've listened to. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good reason as any. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, I didn't know that about the prison basketball helicopter connection. But that's amazing! Wow, I um mostly know about Run the Jewels because um. Andy Reid, who is our our stage manager, who's worked with us for years, uh, is a huge fan and uh, wears a lot of their merch. And I think that's how I first, like, you know, I think I probably just said, "What's that about?" And it's he, he said, "Oh, it's Run the Jewels." And I think he's got a T-shirt where it's, where it's like a Simpsons hand and a donut, like doing their logo or something. And yeah. um, anyway, so I just knew about them because of that. And a few years ago. I think I listened to all of their albums in one day and I thought, oh, okay, cool. All right, this is all right. This is great. That would have been pretty heavy. Yeah, it's a long... I actually listened to them all this afternoon again as well just to, wow. uh, you know, wow. compare four to one, two, and three, I guess. But, um, yep. yeah, um, I had a great time with this album. I, I just think I would describe it as, if you know what they do, it's more of that, but it's even better. Like they just keep getting better. And, um, I heard an interview of, um, uh, on Rick Rubin's podcast, uh, broken record. Yep. He was yep. interviewing, uh, LP and killer Mike about RTJ four. And, uh, yes, they spent about perfect. 20 minutes just going on about how much they love working with each other. And they, that really comes across and you can just hear they really bring out the best in each other. And um, that it's almost like, you know, you kind of put them in a room. It's like a boxing ring where they're kind of bouncing off each other. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a great team. I'm glad they found each other and they make awesome stuff. And um, do they do their own production? Do you, do you know? Does yeah. LP um, well, LP some? does, but I think he kind of has a team. Like there's a few other names involved in the credits. And, um, DJ Premier is on one of the tracks, isn't he? Oh, really? I didn't read that one. Yeah, I, I, I saw so. that. That might be because they sampled a track he produced. I'm not sure, but... Mm. um. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I should really look that up before I say it out loud, but... um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, no. but um, also... No, 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 this, I is, guess... this is a safe space, man. You just, like, <laughs> anything you say, we're going to be like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, But also, uh, lyrically, it really just sounds like it's about... 2020 and it was completely made for what's happening right now with yeah. i guess um well they bought it forward early oh did they right reason. but um yeah i mean a lot of the lyrics are really relevant to what's going on in america with um the Absolutely. black lives matter movement and police brutality and that's that's kind of a, a, a huge issue that's dealt with on the album but that is kind of a coincidence just killer mike has been talking about that for years it's just Mm. only really exploded i guess this year and their albums have always had uh, i guess subject matter about that so do i read you a line from the first the first song like i think i think i know the one you're talking about yeah (laughs) i i got one round left a hundred cops outside i could shoot at them or put one between my eyes Choose the latter. It don't matter. It ain't suicide. And if the news says it was, then that's a goddamn lie. I can't let the pigs kill me. I got too much pride, and I ain't meant it when I said it. Never take me alive, killer Mike. Whoa, it's full on. Yeah. Mm. 
And it rhymes <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, see what I mean? It really sounds like it was written now, but he's been saying that for years. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I might, I might jump in next. I mean, sure. for me, I, um, I'm not, I, that, this was my first real like sit down with, with run the jewels. And I got to say, like, I, my summary was like, this is absolutely incredible. Um, having not been familiar with their past work. The whole album gave me the feeling of when you stumble across a band at a big festival and they just blow you away. And for me, the record itself almost felt like a set, like it felt like a festival set, like it just was mm. relentless. Um, even even like the there was like the like there was just no there was no airtime or space between the tracks. It, like it just went bang 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 and it just kept on smashing you. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, the production was was brutal um you know uh, you mentioned about a boxing ring uh, you know I've, I've in past episodes i've talked about uh, i've started boxing and even this week i actually i took uh, i took a day off work and watched four boxing documentaries in a row one <laughs> being um one being i'm duran which is about a a panaman boxer named roberto duran and uh i won't go too much into it because it's a brilliant doco go watch it um but what were the other three uh, I watched one about Calzaghi, who's a Welsh. He was a Italian Welsh boxer, actually, um, who was trained by his father, who had no previous boxing experience whatsoever, and was a failed musician um, as an it- Italian Welshman. And uh, and Calzaghi went forty six and zero and retired, never lost a fight. Um, beat wow. Roy jo- beat Roy Jones Jr. Um, yeah, so that was the second one. Do you guys want to? Deep. Should, we, should we keep on going? <laughs> oh, Josh, oh, I no. might just. I oh, might well, just uh, unless the last two were Rocky one and two. No, 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 no. Look, okay. I was speaking to a friend of mine today. And he's like, Rocky three is a documentary. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, I'll <laughs> get to make his Mister T with throwing. No Absolutely, way. Hulk Hogan, Mister T. That's more or less real life. Um, so, run the jewels, Ripper, Ooh La La. I absolutely love that track. Walking in the snow bangs like so hard. The verse gives me a vibe of like what like Ice Cube would sound like if he was coming up in 2020. Just had that sort of mm. amazing aggression. And then just for me, I mean, again, you know, this podcast is almost like this, you know, like a safety blanket for people that grew up in the 90s. Um, but just, you know, I, I, I like I look at the crest, I'm like, oh, Zach Rush is on this, let's roll. Um mm. And, uh, you know, I had that moment. I don't know if you guys have watched um, Michael Jordan's Last Dance where... Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Right? So any any time anyone sort of like remotely crosses him, he does this moment where he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so that was my feeling when I saw that Zach De La Rocha was in this. I was like, okay. And, uh, and it didn't <laughs> disappoint. It just like absolutely exploded. Um, and I, I loved it and I was like, oh, Zach LaRosha 2020, let's do it. Um, so yeah, I, I've got nothing but praise from beginning to end. I, I, I'm so glad Ryan that you brought this album to us. Um, it is a masterpiece. I, I can't fault it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I might throw to you was. Was the Zach LaRosha the song with Pharrell Williams? No? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Kind oh, of strange so combo, but. Tonight. Yeah, he's everywhere. It's weird how he just keeps coming in tonight. Um, so, 
Like, I reckon this is like the third hip hop album we've reviewed in the last three weeks, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. Each one, yeah. Each one, like, so markedly different from each yes. other. Yes. You're laughing. Like, so you know how I love a good analogy. I'm, mm. I'm just going to hit you with one. So, like, we did Jay Huss's a couple of weeks ago. And so, like, I kind of think of that Jay Huss album as like a shiny tour bus with like a spa and a fancy fit out and like but like the problem is like maybe the ps4 doesn't work you know or the internet's not so good or there's maybe, a hole maybe... in the inflatable spa yeah exactly mm. maybe the engine's not great you know maybe it's like bling on top but you know maybe if you dig a little bit deeper it's not so good and then we had the logic album last week and you know it's like it's what i'd call you know classic as we've, as we've been over this already but i call it like a classic sample based hip-hop album and if i'm going to you know, relate that to trucks. Like maybe it's like an old restored Bedford truck. You know, it's not not big on the bling, but you know, it's just it's it's kicking under the bonnet, and it's just a classic, a total classic. And then we've got like the album this week, Run the Jewels, and like I'm trying to think of it in trucks, and like I'm thinking of <laughs> trying to think like this is like one of those trucks out of Mad Max. It's got the big freaking like steel thing on the front and it's just bulldozing the fuck through everyone. That's a that's visual album I right there. This. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the soundtrack to the next Mad Max film. Like it's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like um, that track one, oh, that song, it feels Oof. like a machine gun going off. It's yeah. like, it's so intense and angry. And like, you know, as we've sort of said, the whole album's in that vein, you know, it's a call to arms, isn't it? Like it's a call yeah, to arms against racism, police brutality, corporate greed, political corruption. And like, a, you know, I, that's not unusual in rap, but like this is delivered with such passion. Venom. And venom. Venom, that's right. And anger. And it's it's actually quite scary at times. Like these are serious yeah. rhymes for serious yeah. times. It's I tough. serious rhymes for serious times. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, that even rhymes your, too. No, it, that's the name that, of your new. Be the of your new. That's oh, your new hip hop project, was it? That could be the highlight of our six episodes, and it only took two hours sixteen into this episode <laughs> to get to it. That, I've got a. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just had a stupid thought. The album could be called "Serious Rhyme for for Serious Times," and the artist is Spencer Turtleneck. <laughs> that's why we got you on this week, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> There's a, there's a new Thank side project you. that's going to uh, emerge. Stay tuned for the debut release. We'll be reviewing it probably about three weeks. We're going to go... Uh, we might we might take that to the subcommittee. Yeah, we do need to take that right. to the subcommittee. Okay. Like, I've got... Like, to be honest, like, this this was full on. And I actually found this album quite hard to sit through. Like, you know, as I said, it's called to arms. It's called a revolution. It's called yep. a, to be militant. It's militant. Like, um... But the, the tracks are like I really love that track one. That just like that was like I just had a Red Bull vodka, and then I had a, like a triple shot espresso afterwards. Like that was like wake up, wake the fuck up. That was yeah. that was crazy. Um, you know that I really look for melody in most of my songs. Um, so you know if I'm talking song wise, I really actually enjoyed the last three tracks. Um which was like the Mavis Staples one, mm. um, the Mavis Staples sample, which I really loved. Um, what was that? Pulling the pin. And I really liked also a full, uh, like, Arik hasn't really talked about much tonight, Ryan, but generally every week he really 
hones in on the last track of each album. I do, really, I do. I, 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 don't know, that, I don't know why I that's... I do like the last track. I don't track. know why that is. Maybe Look, it's just, because like, I, the album's over and he doesn't have to listen to it anymore. But no, maybe, I think it's just like there's something about the pressure going, the pressure's off on the last track and... And, you know, so often artists, you know, I mean, you look at the track time at 6 minutes 42, it's the time where they're like, we've, you know, we've said everything we want to say and now we're going to have a bit of fun. So, mm. I mean, it was a weird one, the last one, because it kind of like, it, it, like yeah, I, wouldn't, it moved. I wouldn't call a few, I wouldn't you call go. a few words for the firing squad fun, but, no. um, <laughs> no, no, but my point is genre wise, it bent genres, it kind of went into different directions. Um, it didn't just sit on one tip, you know what I mean? Yeah, it it didn't, but you know, it sort of actually gave a bit of um, it's like a cool breeze had had come through the uh through the open window on those last two tracks. I thought, yeah, and it it possibly needed that, um, but um, I I I really enjoyed it, and it was it was the first time I'd listened to more than a couple of tracks of Run the Jewels. So thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you bringing that in. No um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and rate it. On, on the, the yellow, thank you. Wait one second, let me get it. It's on the yellow turtleneck, Spencer. Mm-hmm. Unofficial head turn rating scale. Yes. And uh, I've only, I haven't written down a number for it, but I think I'm going to give it seven and a half head turns. So that's like a full sort of like I'm looking over my shoulder with my eyes. It's like whoa. sort of looking for the for that half that half. It's sort of not the full head turn, but I can still see with my eyes. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? So uh, seven and a half out of ten for me for Run the Jewels. I might I might go TJ next. We'll, I might go next, and we'll throw to Ryan in a sec. Um, for me, uh, like I was just so blown away by this. I can't wait to listen to it again tomorrow morning. So I guess as like I, it's super fresh in my in my mind. Um, I'm going to give this nine head turns out of a potential ten head turns. I absolutely love this record. Um, it's brutal and it and it really encompasses my own personal feelings around the world at the moment. So nine head turns out of a potential head turns Ooh, for the nice. unofficial Yellow Turtleneck Spencer podcast unofficial sponsor. All right, yeah. Ryan. I think I give it a nine as well. Um oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna give uh, it an eight then. No, I just I mean if I Ended up rating the last album on how likely am I to listen to it again. I mean, yeah, I want to listen to it straight away. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. And um, how good does Zach sound as well? Oh, the best part about when Zach comes in is it's like you're kind of waiting for a verse, you're waiting for a verse, you're waiting for that kind of spitfire, and then you just hear him scream in the background. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I know that sound. It's like... Yeah. um. It's like the sound of. Do you reckon they didn't pay him enough to do a verse? Yeah, maybe. Jeez, was you know, bloody hell! Come on, oh, man. Sorry. Um, I mean, the sound of Zach De La Rocha, like fucking wailing truth, is like the sound of a mother calling you in for dinner. You know, <laughs> at five o'clock, going, dinner's ready. Yeah. Dinner's ready. A... It gives yeah. me that same feeling. Yeah, it's calling you home. It's taking calling you back. me home. Totally. Yeah, he, he's so good. What, what, what does he say? Look at all these slave masters. Just like yells at like like 
through that that distorted yeah. mic that they always point at Zach. It's, it, oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> I think there's the actually there must mic. be. I reckon there'd probably be like a you you, you know UAD plug-in <laughs> for the Zach De La Rocha <laughs> vocal scream. I wonder what it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I I can't actually remember. Like he's featured on a few things over the years where where they just get him to yell something in the chorus, but um I, I couldn't really remember anything where they just really gave him a whole verse to just do his thing and oh man, he sounds mm, awesome. Mm, mm, mm. And I checked and I think the last person to do that was Run the Jewels on Run the Jewels Two. Uh -huh. He's on one of the wow. tracks on that. Okay. Yeah. Is he a Philadelphian native, Jack Delarocca? I get a bit of a Los Angeles, Los Angeles, from, California. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. We are Rage Against the Machine okay. from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Fornia. Mm. <laughs> Fornia. Thanks, guys. Anyway, the classic. So we've got two nines and a, and an eight point five. That will be that two will nines be and an eight point five. So and just then round the scale. Round it up another point five. Are we are we subscaling this or are we just kind of moving ahead, right ahead? Oh, is it that applicable? I mean, it's pretty industrial. Yeah, I, I mean, if we if we're running the um the subscale on like the Bernard Edwards reference that we we pointed out um in album one, mm. I don't know. There is no gonna have to there is the no scale. reference. They they kind of burnt the the map on the way over for this. I think. That, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any bass playing. So we got this wrong this week. We really should have reviewed more <laughs> albums. That had, more uh, reference to a bass subscale. It, it was a great idea when you guys came up with it. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Um, Started strong. We might we might wrap it there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in. Ryan, um, uh, every week when we, uh, when we say goodbye to our special guests, we just kind of ask them what's coming up over the next few weeks or next few months. Mm. Any, anything, anything you want to kind of talk about that's, that's coming up? Uh, the Cat Empire has a gig, which is pretty exciting. We haven't had one awesome. since March and, uh, that's coming up in early November up in Brisbane and I've crossed all the fingers for that one. Hopefully, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, November is still a long way off. A lot of things could happen, but yeah, it'd be great to play some music in front of people again. Remember that? Yeah, and apart from that, jigsaw puzzles and yeah, pretty much. Yeah, fifteen hundred. <laughs> How many pieces are you in, by the way? Are you almost there? No, <laughs> I keep Is getting there a lake kind of or something or. I keep kind of getting daunted by how many pieces there are and just not doing any of it. So it's just kind of sitting there. But uh, yeah, anyway. I've had one on my table for a while and then it sat there for three weeks without getting done. So it's now moved to a sideboard um, because, you know, jigsaws need to take up prime time so they can be, you know, the focus. But when they stop being the focus and you just get angry at them. Yeah. It, as soon as they stop. get dusty, I mean, that, that kind of tells you something, <laughs> yes. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Speaking of dusty, we might uh, <laughs> we might call it there. Uh, we're getting the wrap up from our producer who's basically saying we've broken all broadcast records on this one ladies and gentlemen oh, thank man, we you. should say you go was we should say thanks to ryan for being a part of this record-breaking episode this week i mean 
two hours twenty five. I mean, he he paid eight ninety five and hung around for two hours twenty five minutes it's, on this podcast. So it's a look. I hope I hope it doesn't the uh, the Disney Plus bashing doesn't continue on his IG account this week. Um, I'd hate to see that. So thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thank no you, problem. Ryan. Thank, thank you. Thanks so- for uh, giving me three albums to listen to. That's. I mean, I don't think. Any of them I probably would have checked out without having to review them on a podcast. So here we are. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's what this is all about. It's about discovering new music and uh, checking back in on the album format and really deep diving into the artistry of, you know, something that goes beyond two and a half minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in. Waza, thank you for once again being our spiritual leader. Any closing comments? Oh, look, I think I probably went a bit close to the edge a number of times tonight, and I thank you, Eric, for pulling me back um, from that edge. All music is good. Um, great to see you. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Eric. Um, see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>